Welcome back to the Long Acres Finance channel, where the focus is on dividend growth investing. After a short glimmer of hope for a green month, October is proving to be a continuation of the bear market we find ourselves in right now. I prefer not to focus on the negative returns, but instead on where I can invest my money today to grow my capital in the long run and continue growing my passive dividend income stream. Today I'll be going over my short list of high growth dividend stocks for the month of October. This list was published on my Patreon page on September 30th and later summarized in the series I published on Seeking Alpha. So the original data is a bit dated with how much the market moves on a daily basis. I'll go over the list of the top 15 stocks, selected based on business quality and valuation, and I'll give you the most current data for each stock. Afterwards, I'll touch on the long-term performance for this watch list and the buy and hold portfolios I track. Let's jump right in. I shared the full list of all 109 companies that passed my initial screening process with my Patreon community. Along with this list, my patrons are able to view each company individually on this separate tab in the Google spreadsheet that shows the most current data for each company. There are a few extra metrics here that I have not shared previously, and I'll touch on them as we move down the list. Before we dive in, let's just quickly go over the average metrics for the top 15 stocks for this month. The average dividend yield is 2.27%, which in my opinion is pretty healthy for a high growth dividend watch list. The average trailing dividend yield is 1.3%, implying that these stocks, collectively, are about 40% undervalued based on dividend yield theory. The average payout ratio is just below 31%, meaning these dividends are very safe and there is plenty of room for future dividend growth. The average 5-year dividend growth rate is 29.38%. This number is a little inflated by Cigna, that has an above-average 5-year dividend growth rate of 151%. The average 5-year revenue growth is 13.62%, a nice and healthy double-digit rate of increasing revenues. Earnings per share have grown at a faster rate for these 15 companies, averaging 25.08% growth per year. And the average expected long-term annual rate of return for the watchers is about 20%. Now this figure is just an assumption, and not to be interpreted as a precise measure of what these companies may actually generate in terms of total return. How I personally view this estimate is to gauge if there is a potential for any of these companies to deliver a 12% or better annual rate of return. That is my personal target rate of return. And if the estimated rate of return is above 12%, I think there is a fair chance the stock or a combination of these stocks can actually deliver compounded annual growth at or above this rate of return. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alright, let's get to the chosen companies now. First up this month we have SS&C Technologies with a 1.64% dividend yield. The company has a trailing dividend yield of just 0.68%, and dividend yield theory suggests the current share price of about $48 is about 58% below its fair value. SS&C has a very low payout ratio of about 27%. Dividend growth has been excellent with this stock, with the 3-year dividend growth rate being above 30%, and the 5-year growth rate being about 22%. Revenue has grown nicely for the company, with the 5-year growth rate of 27% being better than the 3-year growth rate of about 14%. Earnings have grown at even more impressive rates. The 5-year earnings growth rate is 36%, and the 3-year earnings growth rate is nearly 92%. My return assumption for the stock is about 23%, with a very large portion of this return tied to a return to fair value based on dividend yield theory. This is obviously a long-term rate of return forecast, as the current market sentiment will likely keep stock prices depressed in the short term. 
Taking a look at the recent price performance, we can see that shares are up about 2% during the past week, but things look much grimmer for all longer timeframes. The stock is down about 14% during the past month, and a little more than 40% this year. Wall Street analysts have a target price for the stock of $74.77, which does point to a pretty large potential upside. It isn't quite as high as the dividend yield theory fair price of about $117, but the analyst target price is a 12-month price. My return assumption and the dividend yield theory valuation are based on the next 5 years and allowing the market to cycle through the current downturn. Additionally, what you can see here are multiple other valuation metrics, like the price-to-earnings ratio, the price-to-sales ratio, and the price-to-free cash flow ratio, just to name off a few. Over to the far right, we have the gross, operating, and profit margins. Below that are the return on assets, equity, and investment measures. And in the lower left corner, you can see the percentage of insider ownership and institutional ownership, as well as the recent change for both. I know that every investor likes to look at different metrics when they evaluate potential companies for inclusion in their portfolios. This data is relatively easy to pull into this Google spreadsheet, so I just wanted to offer my patrons a bit more color on each business. What I personally focus on is a history of strong top and bottom line growth, a business with an economic moat and a good management team, a commitment to dividend payments and a strong dividend growth policy, and most importantly, an estimated rate of return that can help me reach my goal of 12% per year. This watchlist works well for me and helps me identify companies that I can review further and include in my personal portfolio. I own 14 of the top 15 stocks presented on this watchlist, so it didn't produce any new ideas for me this month, but maybe it can for you. With that said, let's take a look at the remaining 14 stocks on the watchlist. Up next is Cigna with a 1.55% dividend yield. Cigna is a poor example to use dividend yield theory as a valuation measure. The company has really ramped up its dividend growth recently. It has a 5-year dividend growth rate of 151%, and a 3-year dividend growth rate of 364%, which is fantastic for shareholders but it also means that their dividend yield has increased very rapidly in a short span of time. And the trailing dividend yield isn't a good reflection of normal range. The trailing dividend yield is just 0.36%, implying the share price is about 77% undervalued. This is obviously inaccurate, and until the trailing dividend yield balances out to the new normal, we can't rely on it as a reliable source for valuation. I believe the company is a strong business, with a good history of growth that should continue in the future. It has a very low payout ratio of about 25%, which is very good given the super fast dividend growth rate. Revenue has also grown nicely for the company at 53 and 34% during the past 3 and 5 years respectively. Earnings have grown at lower yet still strong rates. The 5-year earnings growth rate is about 17%, and the 3-year growth rate is about 14%. My return assumption for the stock is about 36%, but this is also overstated because it factors in the return to fair value based on dividend yield theory. I personally don't want to try to figure out what a more reasonable measure of fair value for the company is but I do believe it has the potential to give me a 12% long-term rate of return. The stock has fared quite well this year in comparison to the overall market. It is up 25.58% year-to-date, which is probably about 50% better than the S&P 500. Most of these gains were earned early on in the year, with more recent returns being lower, yet still better than the broad market. Wall Street analysts have a target price for the stock of $314.22, which would give us about $26 of upside from the current price of about $288. In third place, we have Domino's Pizza with a 1.4% dividend yield. Based on dividend yield theory, the stock appears to be about 40% undervalued right now. The company has a very low payout ratio of about 31%. Dividend growth has been excellent recently, with both the 3 and 5 year dividend growth rate being just shy of 20%. Revenue growth is on the lower end for this watchlist, averaging just 8% during the past 3 years and 12% during the past 5 years. 
Earnings have grown faster at rates of 17 and 25% during the past 3 and 5 years respectively. My return assumption for the stock is about 17% per year, with about half of the return based on the current potential undervaluation. The stock is down about 44% year to date, with a little more than 13% of this loss coming during the past month. Wall Street analysts have a price target on the stock of $417.12, implying a potential $103 upside from the current price of about $314. In fourth place, we have Lowe's with a 2.3% dividend yield. Dividend yield theory suggests the stock is potentially 28% undervalued right now. Lowe's has a very low payout ratio of about 27% and a very long and strong dividend growth history. During the past 5 years, the company has grown its dividend at an average rate of 17%, with the 3-year dividend growth rate being slightly lower at 16%. Revenue growth has been modest for this watchlist, averaging 10 and 8% during the past 3 and 5 years respectively. Earnings have however grown much faster, at 61 and 28% in the last 3 and 5 years. My return assumption for the stock is about 16% per year over the next 5 years. The stock's performance this year has been in line with the broad market, as it is down about 23% year-to-date. The last quarter has been better than average, as the share price is up about 9.5%. Wall Street analysts have a price target on the stock of $245, implying a potential $48 upside, compared to its current price of about $197. In fifth place, we have Lam Research with a 1.84% dividend yield. Based on dividend yield theory, the stock looks about 24% undervalued right now. It has a very low payout ratio of about 18% and a good dividend growth history. During the past 3 years, dividends have increased at an average rate of 9.65%, and during the past 5 years, that growth has been more impressive, averaging 31.06%. Revenue growth has been very strong, with average growth rates of 21 and 16% during the last 3 and 5 years respectively. Earnings have grown even faster at 33 and 28% during the past 3 and 5 years. My return estimate for LAM Research of about 13% is a little lower than the prior 4 stocks. However, it is still above my target 12% rate of return. LAM Research is down nearly 48% year-to-date, as the stock has fallen much more than the broad equity market. I've used the decline in share price as an opportunity to double down on my shares. Wall Street is giving the stock a $545 target price. That is about $170 higher than the current share price of $374. Number 6 this month is Best Buy, with the highest dividend yield this month of 5.45%. Dividend yield theory suggests the stock is about 57% undervalued compared to its trailing dividend yield. The company has a good payout ratio of about 42% and a solid dividend growth history. Dividends have increased at a rate of 16% during the last 3 years and almost 20% during the last 5 years. Revenue growth has been below par in comparison to the other companies on this watch list. During the past 3 years, revenue has grown at an average rate of 6.5%, and an even lower 5.6% during the past 5 years. On a brighter note, earnings have grown much faster, at rates above 20% during the last 3 and 5 years. My return estimate for the stock is about 27%, with a sizable portion of this return tied to a return to fair value. Best Buy is down about 36% year-to-date, as the stock continues to struggle compared to average equity returns. This decline in share price has pushed Best Buy's dividend yield significantly higher and makes it a very interesting high-yield and high-growth dividend opportunity. Of course, assuming the company can remain profitable and continue growing in the future. Wall Street analysts have a 12-month price target for the stock of $79.17, which would give us about $15 of upside from current levels. Number 7 this month is Tiro Price Group with the second-best dividend yield this month of 4.52%. Dividend yield theory suggests the stock is about 45% undervalued compared to its trailing dividend yield. The company has a good payout ratio of about 45% and a solid dividend growth history. 
During the past three and five years, dividends have increased at about 15% per year on average. Revenue growth has been pretty consistent at about 12% per year, with earnings growing much faster at an average rate of 22% per year. 2022 will push these averages down, as the company will see its top and bottom line results dip as a result of the bear market. But we all know bears don't last forever, and the next bull market is somewhere around the corner. My return estimate for Tiro is about 25% per year over the next 5 years. About 11% of this return estimate is a direct result of the current potential undervaluation, with the remainder being the attractive dividend yield and future earnings growth. Tiro is having a rough year in 2022, with the share price falling about 46% this year, and it could fall even more if the Fed pushes the economy into a recession next year. Wall Street analysts are not overly optimistic on Tiro for the next 12 months, as their target price of $106 is right in line with where shares trade today. They may be right over the next 12 months, but I am optimistic that over the next 5 years, Tiro will offer strong total returns. Number 8 this month is Tractor Supply with a 1.89% dividend yield. Dividend yield theory suggests the stock is about 34% undervalued right now. The company has a great payout ratio of about 32% and a strong dividend growth history. Dividends have increased at an average rate of about 20% during the past 3 years, and an equally impressive 17% during the past 5 years. Revenue growth has been solid, with the average growth rate for the last 5 years being 13%, and an even higher 17% during the last 3 years. Earnings have been even better, at rates above 20%, and follow the same pattern of increase between the 3 and 5 year average. My return estimate for the stock is about 18% per year. Tractor supply is down about 18% year to date, which is considerably better than some of the prior stocks on this watch list. Wall Street analysts have a 12-month price target for the stock of $235, which is about $41 higher than the current share price of $194. Number 9 this month is Morgan Stanley, with the third best dividend yield of 3.93%. Dividend yield theory suggests the stock may be about 43% undervalued right now, compared to its trailing dividend yield. The company has a good payout ratio of about 38%, and a very good dividend growth policy. Dividends have increased at an average rate of 24% during both the past 3 and 5 year periods. Revenue growth is a bit below par, sitting at 6.79% during the last 3 years, and an even 10% during the last 5 years. Earnings have grown faster, at around 20%, both when looking at the past 3 and 5 years. My return estimate for the stock is about 15%, with a little more than 10% of this return tied to the current potential undervaluation. Morgan Stanley is down 19.59% year-to-date, so it has fared better than some of the other watchlist stocks, and slightly better than the broad market. Wall Street is pricing this stock at $94.61 in the next 12 months, which would give us about $15 of upside from current price levels. Number 10 this month is Intercontinental Exchange, with a 1.69% dividend yield. Dividend yield theory suggests the stock is about 31% undervalued, compared to its trailing dividend yield. The company has a very low payout ratio of about 24%, and a mixed dividend growth history. Dividends have increased at just 4.4% during the past 3 years, with a much nicer 5-year dividend growth rate of 20.95%. Revenue growth is decent, sitting at 13% during the last 3 years, and about 9% during the last 5 years. Earnings have grown much better, at rates of over 20% during both the last 3 and 5 years. My return estimate for the stock is about 13%, so just barely north of my target rate of return. The stock is down over 34% this year, with all 6 time periods here showing negative returns. Wall Street analysts have a 12-month price target for the stock of $130, suggesting about $40 of upside from the current share price of $90. Number 11 this month is FMC Corporation with a 1.91% dividend yield. Dividend yield theory suggests the stock is about 32% undervalued, compared to its trailing dividend yield. 
The company has a good payout ratio of about 34% and a very strong dividend growth history. During the last three years, dividends have grown at an average rate of 42.75% and a still impressive 23.81% during the last five years. Revenue growth is positive, but not great, averaging just 5.59% over the last three years, with a more impressive 14.72% during the last five years. Earnings growth has been better though, with the three-year average being 16.43% and the five-year average being 45.63%. My return estimate for the stock is about 17% per year with almost half tied to the current potential undervaluation. The stock is up 0.79% this year, going against the trend of the overall market. Most of these gains were earned in the first few months of the year. During the last 6 months, the stock is down about 18%. However, it has bounced back recently, seeing a positive 5.86% return during the last quarter. Wall Street is pricing shares at around $133, 12 months from today, suggesting about $23 of upside from today's share price. Number 12 this month is Ball Corporation, with a 1.65% dividend yield. Dividend yield theory suggests the stock is about 51% undervalued right now. The company has a good payout ratio of about 35% and a strong dividend growth policy. Dividends have increased at an average rate of about 20% during the past 3-5 years. Revenue growth is below par for this watchlist, sitting at 5.88% over the last 3 years and 8.8% over the last 5 years. Earnings have grown nicely, at 20% plus averages during both the 3 and 5 year trailing periods. My return estimate for the stock is about 21% per year, with about 13.5% tied to the potential undervaluation. Ball Corporation hasn't been a pretty stock to own this year, as the share price is down nearly 50% year to date. Wall Street analysts are suggesting there is about $11.5 of potential upside from today's price, of $48.52, with a 12 month target of $60.17. Number 13 this month is MasterCard, with a dividend yield of just 0.66%. Dividend yield theory suggests the stock is about 25% undervalued, compared to its trailing dividend yield. The company has a very low payout ratio of about 19%, and a strong dividend growth history. Dividends have increased at average rates of 20 and 18% during the last 3 and 5 years respectively. Revenue has grown at just 8.1% over the past 3 years, and a slightly higher rate of 11.87% during the past 5 years. Earnings growth has been better, with the 3-year average growth rate being 16.6% and the 5-year growth rate being 18.89%. My return estimate for this stock is about 24% per year, with only 6% coming from the potential undervaluation. MasterCard has a very nice forward earnings growth estimate of nearly 23% per year over the next 5 years. If we can see earnings grow at these levels, the share price will surely follow a similar trajectory. The stock is down nearly 18% year-to-date, so pretty decent compared to this watchlist but in line with the overall market. Wall Street has a 12-month price target for MasterCard of $416, which is about $121 higher than the current share price of about $295. Number 14 this month is MasterCard's main rival, Visa, with a slightly better dividend yield of 0.82%. Dividend yield theory suggests the stock is about 28% undervalued, as compared to its trailing dividend yield. The company has a very low payout ratio of about 22% and a strong dividend growth policy. Dividends have increased at 15.77% during the last 3 years, and 17.98% during the last 5 years. Revenue growth is trending lower for the company, with the 3-year average being just 5.36%, and the 5-year average being 9.83%. Earnings are cooling off as well, with the 3-year growth rate being 8.31%, and the 5-year growth rate of 17.79% looking much nicer. My return estimate for Visa is about 22% per year, with most of the return tied to future earnings growth. The stock is down just 15% year-to-date, which is much better than the other watchlist stocks, and I would say better than the broad market as well.
Analysts have a 12-month price target of about $258 for Visa, which would give us about $74 of upside from today's price of $184. And number 15th this month is Home Depot, with the fourth best dividend yield on the watchlist of 2.67%. Dividend yield theory suggests the stock is about 22% undervalued compared to its trailing dividend yield. The company has a good payout ratio of about 44% and a strong dividend growth history. Dividends have increased at 17% and 19% during the last 3 and 5 years respectively. Revenue growth during the last 3 years averaged 11.79% and is slightly lower 9.83% during the last 5 years. Earnings growth has been more impressive, with the 3 and 5 year growth rates being 17 and 19% respectively. My return estimate for Home Depot is about 20% per year, with the bulk of the return tied to future earnings growth. The stock is down about 31.5% this year, which is in line with the broad equity market. Wall Street is showing a price target of $354 for the stock, which is about $70 higher than the current share price of about $284. There you have it, the top 15 high growth dividend stocks my screening process suggested I look at this month. We all know September was a rough month for the stock market, and my watch list from last month was no exception. The 15 chosen stocks for September collectively lost 7.9% last month. This was however a better return than VIG, Vanguard's Dividend Appreciation ETF, that lost 8.81%, and better than SPY, the S&P 500 ETF, that lost 9.24%. Year-to-date, the watches is down 19.73%, compared to a loss of 20.18% for VIG, and a loss of 23.92% for SPY. Since inception, the annualized rate of return for the watches is just 6.45%, as this year has been very painful for almost all dividend stocks. The watchers continues to remain ahead of VIG since inception. The alpha there is 2.79% on an annualized basis, and the alpha over SPY is sitting at 3.74% following the month of September. I track and show these returns to measure the watchers, but it's not really a useful indicator of how well the screening process is working out. It's highly unlikely that I, or anyone else for that matter, would shift our portfolio on a monthly basis. This is a very tax inefficient way to invest, and it goes against my preferred investing approach, which is a buy and hold strategy. I have been tracking how a buy and hold investing approach using this entire watches is working out. I started tracking the first portfolio on January 1st, 2021, and the second on January 1st of 2022. The portfolio started in 2021, had a return of minus 6.99% in September, which was better than the watches for that month. This buy and hold portfolio buys an equal amount of each of the top 15 stocks presented on the watches each month. These positions are never sold, and dividends are reinvested back into the issuing stock. I repeat this process every month and measure the results against VIG and SPY. Since inception, this portfolio has an annualized rate of return of 2.01%, compared to minus 0.7% for VIG, and minus 1.17% for SPY. So thus far, this portfolio is generating alpha. The portfolio started in 2022 isn't doing as great. It finished September with a loss of 7.6%, which was better than VIG and SPY. But since inception, it is down 22.37%, compared to a loss of 20.18% for VIG, and a loss of 23.92% for SPY. So while this portfolio is ahead of SPY, it still trails VIG by over 2%. 9 months is still a relatively short span of time, so I'll wait a little longer to pass judgment. In theory, the companies presented by the screening process have the potential to offer alpha over VIG and SPY in the long run. Not all of the top 15 stocks will be winners but I believe a fair number will perform better than average in terms of dividend growth and total return. Like I mentioned earlier, I already own 14 out of the 15 stocks selected for October, and I am adding more capital to several of these stocks on a weekly basis. So I do practice what I preach. The intent of sharing this information is not to suggest where you should invest your money, or to claim that this is the best way to find investment ideas. 
My hope is that by sharing my process, you can learn something new and improve your strategy as a result.